So you, let's begin with empathy. Through empathy, show that you see that his not coming to work and his producing near zero is uh, the most wonderful thing in the world he could be doing. <laughs> you're yourself you're yourself with giraffe ears yes and so you want to empathize with what's keeping this person from coming on time see, not for not for the purposes of getting in there on time but for connecting so that you can form a connection so that everybody's needs can get met I just better want to understand what the need is for you to uh, arrive 20 minutes late for work every day. Okay, that's pretty close, but you began with a request. Never make a request, especially when you're in a position of authority, without nakedly revealing what's in your heart at this moment first. Never ask a question or make a request when you're in a position of authority without revealing your heart first. So how are you feeling right now, and what are your needs behind that question? I'm a little frustrated uh, because my need for the group to work together on an agreed-upon time um, and I'm wanting to know what your need is for showing up 20 minutes late for work. Yeah, you know, uh, there's really, uh, I could give you an excuse. I could tell you, uh, you know, that there's other things. But, but the fact is, you know, I just, I just have a bad habit. I'm just terrible about time. And uh, I've always been this way. And uh, I know I shouldn't. And, uh, and I tell myself I should be on time. And I do everything I can to get there. And the next thing I know, I'm late. And it happens all the time. And so it sounds to me like your need uh, is uh, you're afraid to be uh, have to be somewhere at a at a particular time it's you know yeah it's kind of afraid because I know that uh, I should be there on time and I and I do and I I'll set the clock early I'll, uh, I'll re remind myself and uh, I know I should be on time but and and then you know I don't know what happens you know but it just I guess I just have a bad habit I just bad about time so it sounds like you really want to be there on time. Yes, I see that, you know, we want to have a team that's ready for work. Uh, I can see that it aggravates everybody when, you know, there's telephone calls waiting for me that I didn't get to, that I told people I'd be there. Uh, I see, and I tell myself this the whole morning. I'll be sure you're on, you know, you have to get there on time today. So it feels like you're frustrated because you're not being able to arrive on time. Exactly. And this is a long-standing thing. I mean, this goes back to the time. I, in school, I had the same problem. I mean, you know, my father, uh, mother, it's not their fault because they were people very prompt, you know, always prompt. And uh, <laughs> they told me that if I'm to be, you know, a success in life, I have to be prompt. And I agree with them. I can see that, you know, you don't get respect if you're not prompt. I know I should be on time. So you're frustrated? Yeah. By the fact that you're not able to be yes. there on time? Yes. Yes. Very frustrating. It's aggravating to me. It's a terrible habit not to be on time. It, it violates other people. It's not respectful to others. It's, it's a terrible habit. 
So you're frustrated at the, the fact that not only do you feel you're not on time for yourself, but also for other people? Exactly. Yes. Yes. So obviously this must be a pretty strong need that this person is meeting. If it's not meeting other needs of theirs, the need that it's meeting must be very strong. Because people never do anything that isn't in the service of a need. So obviously, even though this person has the same needs that you do for productivity, respect for other people's time, there's an even stronger need that's keeping this person from doing it. So that's empathy for that need is what you need to have. The need that is keeping this person from being on time. This person would be on time if they weren't meeting another need not to be on time. Now notice this person does, isn't in touch with their need. They have a self-diagnosis that I just have a bad habit. It's like when people I'm working with who drink more than their liver would like. I say, uh, uh, could you help me understand? Uh, you tell me you want to live longer and you know the doctor has said about your liver and yet you're wolfing down that stuff. Uh, can you help me understand? Well, I, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> The doctor said, you know, I, so, yeah. Nobody's ever drunk because they're an alcoholic, Jack. Well, then why am I drinking? Doctor said, I know you've been told that. I know. That's not why I think you drink. Well, why am I drinking? Because it's meeting your needs. You wouldn't be drinking if it wasn't meeting your needs. What needs? It's killing me. I, look at the doctor. Uh, the doctor showed me the x-ray. Uh, my liver's starting to look like a raisin. <laughs> yeah, so you have a strong need for health. Yes, I want to live, be healthy. So it must be a strong need. Yeah. What's a need that would be so strong that people are willing to risk their jobs, respect from other people, their health? What's the need? Autonomy, Autonomy yes. It's a strong need. See, this person's got, a, this person's got an inner jackal telling himself he should be on time. Inner jackals are the most vicious and authoritarian of all. Now, if not only that inner jackal is telling him he should be on time, but his parents outside jackals, you should be on time earlier. Now he has employers who are, think that he are communicating that he damn well better be on time. It just makes his need for autonomy under even more panic attack. So, he's putting in a lot of energy to protect his autonomy, but not conscious of that. He thinks he has a bad habit about time, or <coughs> a drinking problem, or I'm a drug addict. No, we don't do anything that isn't meeting our needs. Can I ask a jackal for my, for me, am I able to share my needs? No, we have to make sure you've heard his need now. I was helping you because you were hearing his feelings wonderfully about how frustrated he is. And so on. But you hadn't yet heard the, the central piece that we needed to hear, the need that was keeping him from meeting your need. See, that's the need you need to hear. So how would you put it? How would I put asking the jackal for what his need is? No, for being I just told you what his need is. So, 
reflect it back to him in your language, you see. Let me help you even more. I'll get him to make it clear. So, Jackal, how do you feel when you keep telling yourself that you should uh, be on time? Well, I agree with it. Yeah, but how do you feel? Ah, kind of, a, I get angry, you know. I get angry, you know, thinking I have to do something. Yeah. So, uh, you have a strong need to do things because you choose to do them and not when you feel you're forced to do them. Well, nobody's forcing me to do it. Yeah, you're forcing yourself to do it. Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, you're forcing yourself to do it. You're thinking you should do it. Well, I should. Hold it, see? That's, that's why you're not. Why? Because you think you should. Because you have a need, you just said. You hate to do things when you're forced to do them. So, you choose to search yourself, even in the face of your own internal messages. Well, yeah, I guess I see what you mean. Put that in your Reflect back to show that you understand what's keeping this person from being on time. So, Jack, let me understand this. Is it, it sounds to me that you're afraid to, because you're feeling that you're forced to have to be here on a particular time, and that creates fear within you. Irritation. Irritation. As soon as I hear that I have to do something, then there's a part of me that just gets stubborn. Damn it, you know, who says I have to? So you're angry by the fact that you have to do yeah. something. Yeah, and then I want, uh, I'm going to just show that by God, I'm going to do what I want. But I don't do that very consciously. Until we started to talk about it now, I wasn't aware of how strong this is. Yeah, I used to hate it when my parents told me that. You, know, you have to be on time. You know, they were so that way about everything. There's some things you have to do, and then teachers would say that. You have to be on time. If you're going to be successful. So that makes you angry by feeling that someone's telling you you have to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I want to live my life. I want to be in charge of my life. I don't want to live up to other people's rules. But I know I should. Hold it, Jackal. See, you just internalize that. What do you mean? The problem now, they're not... It's not the other people now. The big problem is you've internalized it. You're your own dictator. Yeah. Yeah. It's that inner message that gets me most angry of all. Yeah. But the need is you want to choose to do things, not out of an energy of obligation, duty, you're going to be punished if you don't. You want to live your life choosing to do it out of some other energy. That's right. I hate rules that are set up that way. Okay. Now tell now tell the jackal how you feel now that you've heard what's going on for the jackal. Well, jackal, my need is to know that when we decide on a time that we agree upon, that that time will be met. That agreement. So, Jackal, uh, I would suggest you ask the Jackal to tell you back what he heard. Jackal, what did you just hear me say? Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, uh, it's a bad habit. I should be on time. <laughs> so, see, uh, we're just going to repeat uh, the parental situation, the teacher situation, even though you came from the heart. He's had many years of hearing that you should be on time. So let's ask. It's a radical paradigm shift now. 
to get this jackal to do things on the basis of the joy of meeting human needs rather than the fear of not living up to other people's standards. That's a major shift. So I'm glad I asked you to ask this jackal. So, Jackal, did you hear his needs? Yeah, he has a need for me to be on time. No, no. What, are his, what needs of his would be met? Well, he thinks that a person should. What are his needs? What will help him break through this hard-to-break-through habit is the need. You see, the need is where the power is because when our consciousness is need-centered, it naturally is enjoyable to give. But he hasn't heard your need yet and you haven't said it. You haven't really made clear what the need is of yours that would be met if he were on time. See, that's... That's where we are deficient in our education, in a need literacy. The part that has the power to break out of the old games of bondage is the need. That then gives us another possibility to do things on the basis of enriching life. But we don't have the literacy that has the power to do that. So what need of yours is met by this person being on time? For example, I don't know if any of these are close to your needs, but mine might be. I need to be able to trust that the people that I'm working with, I have access to them at a certain time that I know. So I have, that's part of my need. And I also have a need to, for predictability, uh, to, to really know where people are and who's around. And uh, So could you tell me back uh, what you hear that need being, Jack? You need trust that uh, people you're working with and depending on that they're going to be at a place where you can use their services. Thank you for hearing that, Jack. Yeah. See, we got to get their attention to the heart. So, what are his needs, Jack? I'll say it again. Is that your need, though? I don't know that that's your need. That your need could be different. Yeah. Oh. So say it, Jackal. Well, you know, we've got a lot of work to do around the place. And uh, it helps to know uh, that your teammates are going to be there. You can uh, trust that they're going to be there. You have a need for predictability. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would guess there's also a need in there for productivity, to, to have the organization function well for everybody's benefit, so that everybody's material needs are met and so forth. Yeah, I can see that, yes. If people aren't working, uh, productivity's not going to go up. Okay. So, but now he's a giraffe boss. I can see that in his eyes, Jackal. And uh, here's going to be the dilemma. He, will, he only wants you to be on time if you can do so with the joy of a little child feeding a hungry duck. Huh? <laughs> He doesn't want you to be on time out of an image of your parents being angry at you if you're not, your teachers being angry at you if you're not, you telling yourself that you should to be a decent person. It's not what he wants. He'll pay for it if you, in fact, if you come on time out of that energy, he'll pay for it. You know that. Yeah, I'll make him pay for it the way I made my parents pay for it when I did what they told me I had to do. Yeah. So, 
how can you do it with the joy of a little child feeding a hungry duck? Well, that's going to be the hard part. I could probably force myself to be on time. But yeah. So how do you keep in your consciousness that you're choosing to do it to meet your own need for being contributing to the, his well-being as a person who wants to trust that he can have the people he's working with at a certain place on time, who has a need for certain predictability and productivity? Yeah. How can you do it out of that joy of meeting his need and not have that other stuff get in there? Boy, that's going to be hard, Marshall. That's going to be hard. I've been listening to these inner and outer jackals for 35 years now. It's, uh, it's just not easy to shift that. Mm -hmm. So you may need to have periodic conversations with him to check up on how you're doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, how does this sound? I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, now the other part. Now that's getting, uh, now I got him there on time for you. Now. <laughs> with the good energy. Now, what about the productivity? What, what's, let's learn how to give a performance evaluation in giraffe. You see. So we don't want to use, we don't want to use any performance evaluation like you're doing a subpar job, uh, you have poor relations with clients, no, no criticism, observation. So what's the observation about his performance that you want to talk about? In a positive way? No, no. Well, it is positive if it's a clear observation. He can learn from that. See, I was working with some managed, actually, school administrators over in um, San Jose, and uh, started a, a three-day workshop with. How, they wanted to know how to evaluate teacher performance. You see, because they were having lots of problems. Uh, teachers were getting angry at the performance evaluations. The union uh, get brought in to argue with the evaluations. So they wanted me to show them how to make nonviolent communication evaluations. And we started off the first day with how to make clear observations. You see. And after I showed them the danger of mixing in vague language like, you know, poor performance with employee with. Uh, clients, or, or parents, or that was these vague moralistic judgments. I showed them how to make clear observations. And one man, after about an hour into the workshop, he jumps up and runs out of the thing. Really, just literally runs. And everybody kind of looked for a minute, what's in him, you know? The next morning he comes in before the rest of the group and apologized to me for his abrupt departure, but he said, Marshall, the first hour when you talked about how important to make clear observations in the evaluations without bringing in any criticism, I realized why I dread making these evaluations. Because when I make these statements that confuse observation and evaluation, the teachers get defensive and I know it's going to be this way. I have trouble sleeping before these the teacher evaluations. So yesterday, on the way to your workshop, I had handed in to my secretary my teacher evaluations to be typed. And you showed me in that first hour why, what I was doing that was creating the problem. So I ran back to the school to save my secretary having to type these things up. And I spent until 2 in the morning last night trying to think of concretely what the employee had done that I was talking about. A month later, when I went back to San Jose, follow-up, 
This man was so thrilled. Not only did the teachers not get defensive, they were hungry for these evaluations. We can learn when somebody can concretely show us something that is not in harmony with needs of uh, the organization without criticizing, you see, without having to get this learning through images that make us feel bad about ourselves. So let's start with that. Let's start by what is this person doing that's not in harmony with your values? It's not to be positive, it's to be clear. You don't have to like it. But you need to be able to spell it out without mixing it in to a lot of gobbledygook. So what is this person doing that's not up to par? Mm, person's been late. Well, we dealt with the late issue. Okay. Person's, person's uh, fighting with other employees. Hold it. What do you mean fighting with other employees? See, I just start to express myself. You can't express yourself around this damn place without somebody judging you as fighting. What do you want me to do? To be a wimp? So let's get rid of fighting. What does a person do? He's beaten up six people in four days. <laughs> Is that it? No, he oh, oh. doesn't beat anybody up. Oh, well. Continues to talk bad about people. Oh, wait a minute. Talk bad about people. What I said about that asshole was mild. <laughs> so you want me to wimp out and say I love everybody around here even when they're a bunch of assholes? No, talks bad is a diagnosis. See, we want to start with a clear observation. See. So let's, <laughs> let's start again. What does this person do? Communicates. <laughs> they hear a diagnosis coming on. You're going to say, in a way that, or it's going to be a diagnosis. Direct quotes. We can we give direct quotes. When you said John was an asshole. Well, he is. Okay, but when you said that, okay, so we're on good grounds, okay. And when employees tell me that routinely in meetings you use language that says things like that. Like the other day, Jack said, you, saw, you said in the meeting that he was the most incompetent person you'd ever met. Well, he is. Well, I just want you to know, I, when you say these things, okay, now we got his attention. You've got, you've, you can't argue with the fact he said those things. Well, sometimes you can. He can't remember. But anyway, we're on pretty sound grounds. It started with clear observation. So when you say the things that you've been saying, and I've given you several examples, now how do you feel about his, these reports that he's doing that? I feel angry and disappointed. Yes. And what need of yours isn't met by this person's behavior? My need for harmony. Mm -hmm. And now what would you like from him in relationship to that? Would like to find a way in which we as a group can work better together. So we need to be a little bit more specific. I'd like you to tell me if you'd be willing to search with me for a way in which you can be honest with people 
without uh, doing it in a way that destroys morale and harmony on the staff. Would you be willing to explore that with me? How you could express yourself. Be much more specific. So, yeah, that's how you might express yourself, but I wouldn't recommend starting with that. I would recommend starting by empathizing with what needs of his are being met by doing what he's doing. See, once again, the quickest way I know to get people to be open to a new possibility is to show respect for the life in them that led to the old possibility. So that they know we can hear that without moralistically judging it or thinking there's anything wrong with them as a human being. When a person can trust that, it'll be a lot easier for him to hear the thing we just worked on. But if he still feels any trace that he's not understood or valued for what he did, it's going to be hard for him to learn. So, he's been calling these people names. Let's start by empathizing with what's going on in him when he does that. So you've just gotten a report that he's called his boss an asshole in the meeting. And when you called John an asshole, were you feeling angry by the way he was treating you? No, because him? your need wasn't being met. See, not because he was yeah. treating Are you angry because your need for what wasn't being met? Your need for being heard wasn't being met? Heard and respected. You know, he doesn't respect me. You know, the only people he respects are those that kiss his ass. And, you know, and when I try to show him, you know, that his managerial style sucks, you know, then I, I get no respect. <laughs> so you're feeling unheard and unrespected? Well, those are not really feelings. Those are diagnoses. We don't want to reinforce diagnoses like unheard. And So you're frustrated because your need for respect and understanding doesn't get met when you express yourself to the boss. Yes. Other employees say the same damn thing, nothing happens. But he's had it in for me all along. So your need for feeling, uh, feeling heard and acknowledged? For fairness. I mean, why the hell do other people do the same thing I do? And, you know, you, ne it, you never hear a damn thing about it. But by God, as soon as I say something like that, then he's all over my case. Then I get sent in to you and I got this damn thing to deal with. Hell, there's other employees in that department do the same thing. But because I won't kiss ass, I'm the one that always gets, gets everything. I'm sure none of you would ever have an employee <laughs> like this. But just in case you should ever be plagued, then be prepared for it. Oh, excuse me, you are the employee. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, should, I should have realized. I saw a little bit of understanding and some eyes here. So then your need for... being treated with respect isn't being met? Fairness. Fairness and respect both. I mean, why the hell am I always the one that gets the bad end of things? Other employees do the same damn thing. Nothing's ever done. I do. 
So you're angry and frustrated at the fact that you're not, your needs are not being met. My need, you know, for uh, fairness. You know, the same thing happens to other people. You're going get, to keep getting it until we hear it. But that's what's nice. We don't have to be perfect or fast. Uh, jackals are very tolerant with slow learners. They'll keep, <laughs> they'll keep repeating themselves forever and, and, until, until you hear the need that they need you to hear. It's okay. That's, so what's the need that this jackal is trying to get, you, get across to you? Be treated like your need for being treated fairly? Yes, yes. I have a need for fairness, justice. Yes. For fairness. I mean, why the hell do other people do the same thing I do? And, you know, you, ne it, you never hear a damn thing about it. But by God, as soon as I say something like that, then he's all over my case. Then I get sent into you and I got this damn thing to deal with. Hell, there's other employees in that department do the same thing. But because I won't kiss ass, I'm the one that always gets, gets everything. I'm sure none of you would ever have an employee <laughs> like this. But just in case you should ever be plagued, then be prepared for it. Oh, excuse me, you are the employee. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, should, I should have realized. I saw a little bit of understanding and surmise here. So then your need for... being treated with respect isn't being met? Fairness. Fairness and respect both. I mean, why the hell am I always the one that gets the bad end of things? Other employees do the same damn thing. <coughs> Nothing's ever done. I do. So you're angry and frustrated at the fact that you're not, your needs are not being met? My need, you know, for uh, fairness. You know, the same thing happens to other people. You're going get, to keep getting it until we hear it. But that's what's nice. We don't have to be perfect or fast. Uh, Jackals are very tolerant with slow learners. They'll keep, they'll keep repeating themselves forever and, and, until, until you hear the need that they need you to hear. It's okay. That's so what's the need that this jackal is trying to get, you, get across to you? To be treated like your need for being treated fairly? Yes, yes. I have a need for fairness, justice. Yes.
How do we get children to stop lying? <laughs> and I have an easy answer, but the parents never like it. I say stop blaming and punishing. You have no lying there. You only need, but lying is adaptive in a punitive structure. You're a fool to tell the truth in a punitive structure. I also think it would help us if we want to communicate in a giraffe way with children to get rid of the concept of children. You know, there were no children on the planet until 300 years ago. Did you know that? I'm serious. There were no children. We didn't have the concept of children until the Industrial Revolution. And we started to have this new word for people below a certain age. See, until then, they were people. People of a certain age. They only became children after that. And then, to their, it's unfortunate, because as soon as they became children, they became treated with much less humanity. Now, there was good reason politically to protect people of a certain age from exploitation. That's the law. But when we start now to think of these people somehow different than those of us who are adults, a lot of problems get created. We used to take parent workshops, half the parents in one room, half in another, and I gave them a written role play to write down how they would treat a certain situation, predict the other person's response. How would you respond? I gave both groups the same situation. The other person borrowed something and didn't return it when they said they would, okay? I told one group the other person was your child. I told the other group it was a neighbor. They come back in the big group, but I told them, don't say who, who you were working on. We put them up on the board, the groups that were working on the one with the neighbor and the children. Same situation. I asked the group, who got the most love and respect? Always the same thing, always, not even close. The neighbor was always treated with more love and respect. In the jackal world, we are given permission and encouraged to dehumanize people that we label as children. So that's enough theory. Now let's get into, oh, that's the, other, the most important thing you see that goes with this is to get away from this idea that it's our, our, it's our job to make them behave a certain way. See that? Once you think that, then we're already in trouble. And I've had a request for a song I wrote when my youngest son educated me about this. My youngest son, Brett, educated me about <coughs> the danger of demands and the role of a parent. He helped me to see, never make demands, Dad. Never make demands. How did he help me see this? Well, it was a slow message for me to get clear, because I had this so deep in my mind that as the parent it was my job to make the children behave. And one of the things they should do is tasks, like take the garbage out. That's not too much for a father to ask a son. And because I had that thinking, we had the giraffe, uh, excuse me, we had the, the garbage war at the Rosenberg household <laughs> twice a week. <laughs> The garbage was to be picked up the next morning, so my rule was, Brett, my youngest son, his job was to take the garbage out the night before. So thinking that way created the garbage war twice a week. And the garbage war would begin by my simply mentioning his name. <laughs> Brett! 
That's his name. <laughs> now, how does he accelerate the war? He pretends like he didn't hear me. He's in the next room, right? Neighbors a mile away can hear it. And he's in the next room pretending like he doesn't hear me, so I'm getting out. So what do I do to make it worse? I scream even louder. <laughs> what do you want? The garbage isn't out. You're very perceptive, Dad. <laughs> Get it out. I'll do it later. You said that last time and didn't. That doesn't mean I won't do it this time. <laughs> Can you imagine putting so much energy into getting the garbage out? There's people starving to death in the world. There's, the environment is being destroyed, and I'm taking all of my energy as a human being to get my blasted garbage out. So this was at a time when I was trying to transform myself from the parenting of the culture that I was raised in to giraffe. So I was starting to learn to wear these ears. So one night, I sit down and I said, what's going on with the damn garbage? <laughs> you know, this craziness. Because that wasn't only the garbage, you know. It wasn't only the garbage. We also had a little thing about shoveling snow. Uh, the neighbor down at the corner was a serious physical handicap. She could not walk, so she had a long driveway in her house. And when she couldn't get her car out, she had no mobility because she couldn't walk. She depended on her car. So he would go down to her house every time it snowed. It took him an hour, an hour and a half, depending on the depth of the snow, to shovel her walk. He never told her who did it, never asked her for money. He would check the weather report before going to sleep. If there was any possibility of snow, he'd get up early so he could go and do it before school. Right? At our house, we had a tiny little walk. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I could get that walk shoveled? You see? so. It was a mystery to me. Why? What the hell? I mean, it goes down, the kid goes down to the corner. What the hell? Then finally I put the giraffe ears and we had a conversation one night and he made it clear to me. What was the need behind the no? See, so when we get into the role play with children, what is the need behind the no? And we'll see that it's very often very similar to the, the late coming employee. Anyway, here was the need behind the no in the garbage. So since I borrowed some of the lines directly from our conversation, I give him credit. I call this song from Brett. Sometimes I just call it the garbage song. If I clearly understand You intend no demand I'll usually respond when you call But if you come across like a high and mighty boss You'll feel like you ran into a wall And when you remind me so piously About all of those things that you've done for me You better get ready Here comes another bout Then you can shout, you can spit Moan and groan and throw a fit 
still won't take the garbage out. Now even if you should change your style, it's gonna take me a little while before I can forgive and forget. Because it seemed to me that you didn't see me as human too until all your standards were met. Okay. The need behind the no. So, who's going to come up here and tackle this scary jackal? Oh, all hands go up. Uh, that will do maybe two of them. Come on up here. And what, and what am I doing, Mom, that uh, you're not crazy about? Actually, I'd like to give you the situation that I'm a school teacher. You're a school teacher, so I'm an 11 year old student. Student. Yes. Who. Um, you're not doing uh, what I'd like you to do in my class. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. What's that, teacher? Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like you to work on the project we have I prepared. See. Okay, so good. This will give us all a chance to practice hearing the, the need behind the no. And how do I express my no? Uh, politely, I'd rather not, teacher. Uh, do, I do I express it some other way by just uh, not doing it? Destroying my some of the property in my classroom uh -huh. and not doing yes, it. Both. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, I, what what property have I destroyed? My scissors, my needles, yes. my pins. Yes. Okay. So let's talk to. I'm a handwork teacher. I teach sewing. Yes. Okay. So let's talk to this student. Um, ben. <laughs> That's it's a very good start. <laughs> that is his name, okay? We're getting there. <laughs> I've had this conversation a lot of times with myself. I bet, um, yeah, okay. Ben, I, I feel... Uh, are you feeling frustrated by my handwork class? Because what needs aren't getting met? Because you need to be outside with Christopher. Christopher's a school? Another child, his buddy. You, and you need, you'd like to be playing with Christopher? Yeah, this, this stuff is stupid. Do I hear you saying that uh, handwork is, is not something you feel you need to do? I'm never going to use this crap. that what I'm teaching you don't, is don't hear what he you thinks. feel do you feel uh, learning to sew is it's going to be another thought hear his feeling and need use my card use the card <laughs> I have it in my hand 
Do you feel reluctant to do? Yeah, why do I do this stuff? I'm never going to use it. So you're feeling, are, are you feeling handwork is useless? That's what he thinks. Never, what he thinks. never reinforce what a jackal speaking person thinks. You don't even hear it. You're feeling, are you feeling frustrated that I'm asking nope, you to do not this No, not that I. It's going to be are hard to get that giraffe in the mouth of this baby. <laughs> are you feeling frustrated? <laughs> because your need for something be uh, useful in your life? Uh, because you're needing to uh, do something else? You have a need uh, for something that you'll use in your life, that will help your life, make, make your life more wonderful. I might use language like that with an 11 year old. Okay. But I would try to put it in need language. I'd try to get away from reinforcing the, think, the thought that anything is useful or useless. You know, like anything is a waste of time. See, that's a, there is no such thing. Why would I want to teach people myths? Uh, some behavior meets needs, some doesn't. Uh, why make life more complicated than it is? So you, you'd like something that you can use and you're irritated to be learning something that you're not confident is going to meet your need. Yeah, who's going to, when am I ever going to do this stuff? Ben, I, I appreciate you telling me what, what you're feeling and... That was important for him to hear because he thought he was going to get sent to the principal. My teacher, his teacher last year sent him to the principal for just that, saying that it was junk. So already, this has been a big shift for him. Ben, would you be willing to hear um, what my needs are and my feelings yeah. are? I feel... But I wouldn't have been if you would have started with them. I am now, because you heard me. Yeah. So Ben, I'm, fe I'm feeling frustrated that... Um, uh, frustrated and, and hurt that what I teach doesn't feel of value to you. What's the need? See, I didn't hear a need. Anymore. I know, I'm getting there. I haven't worked on it yet. Yeah, but but after the feeling, oh, okay. speed of light to a need. Don't go to a thought that the stuff is not of value to right. I feel frustrated I'm, and hurt because my need for what isn't there? For my need, my need for you to no. enjoy my class. I have a real need to contribute to your life. Isn't that the need? Yes, that's the need. You don't want him to enjoy it if it isn't contributing to his no. life. I have a need to really contribute something to your life. Ben, I very much would like to reach you on a level in my class that will give you value and what I would know, value, value to your life. You want me to? Get something useful out of your class. Yes, but even more than that, I want to be able to give you the gift of of something that I feel would grow into your that you could take into your life as you grow older. You want me to learn something that'll be helpful to me in my life? Yes. Could you tell me how that feels to you? I don't know. 
Would you like to explore that with me, how that feels for you? important message to hear with giraffe ears. Very important message. What's he feeling? What's he needing? Express through that message. Silence is a very important message to hear with giraffe ears. Ben, are, are you feeling... Now, what I, this is an easy role for me to play because I played this role for real for about eight years in school. And I learned how much power I had with these assholes. All I needed to do to get these people who thought they were so big about ready to crap their pants <laughs> was leer. <coughs> how many times my parents were told, he leers. <laughs> See, I would just sit there and leer. And it would drive all these adults crazy. They didn't know how to deal with leering. Never have I had such power. I was a great leerer. <laughs> ben, are you feeling uncomfortable and puzzled? Yeah. And are you needing more compassion from me? What's that? Understanding? Are, are you needing... You don't care about me. You just say that. Nobody cares about me. So you're feeling um, unlikable? And are you're needing feeling, to be you're understood? You're feeling uncomfortable? Uncomfortable. And, and Wanting some understanding about how hard it is for you to trust this? Try that. Just hear the feeling in the knees. Are you feeling uncomfortable? And Are you feeling uncomfortable and, and needing understanding? For, for how hard it is to for trust how hard I, it is I, I to, care for you? Or, or maybe for how hard it is to uh, be with, because like, I'm, I'm trying to look in the whole school, what's going on for this child. Yeah. How hard to be with adults it is for you? Yeah. So, Ben, are you feeling... Um, no, you heard him. He's, he's, he feels that. Now tell him how you feel when you hear that. Ben, I'm... I feel right. Would you like to hear what I feel? Yeah. I'm feeling um, great compassion for your your pain and would like to continue understanding you and working with you on this level. <coughs> Make a present request now. What would you be willing to continue working with me uh, and talking to me about 
your feelings and, and what's going on for you in, in class? I don't know. So are you feeling that's, that's still very uncomfortable for you and you're not sure whether you want to talk about your feelings? Yeah. Now come back to yours. You've heard him, now come back. Oh, See, we have a beautiful giraffe dance going. Beautiful giraffe dance going. I'm feeling concern and have a need to talk with you, to meet with you. Present request. Would you be willing to um, talk to me um, again, maybe outside of class, so that we can meet on a, on, on a caring level? Funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay, would you be willing to meet with me tomorrow during during recess? Yeah. Thank you, Ben. That's projected it forward to this afternoon and I think it's a bigger learning situation for her than for him uh, uh, putting him before the scissors whether the scissors get broken or not uh, then I projected it further to a situation let's say of safety and that's where I run into trouble what if he threatens somebody with the scissors or something like that then it gets tough for me as the teacher I don't know what to do there well, obviously, we use force. Uh, if he's about to stab somebody with the scissors, we take the scissors away. Yeah. Uh, and then is when we really need to use the process, because when somebody's beating on another child, or about to hurt somebody, if this is important to us, to, for safety reasons, then we really have to empathize the moment. I was sitting here in the elementary school principal's office in San Francisco, uh, and the principal looks out on the playground during recess, and uh, he jumps up and he says, excuse me, Marshall, and he runs out and he grabs this older child, slaps him and says, I'll teach you not to hit smaller people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> now, what, what pained, did me, pained me about that is that this man who did that, this man loves children, really. Uh, this guy has got a giraffe heart. And he's a good friend of mine, so I could tease him a bit. So when he comes back in, I said, uh, I'm not confident you taught that child what you said you were going to teach him. He, he, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> I said, you said you were going to teach him not to hit smaller people. Yeah. But you're bigger than he is. You hit him. You thought you had a good right to hit here. He probably thought he had a good right to hit the other person. So I think all you did was reinforce what he already has been doing. And then he says, no, thanks for pointing that out. I never realized that. I never thought of it that way. See? I said, but Jay, I do think you taught him something. What? I think you taught him not to hit smaller people while you're watching. 
but I think I wouldn't want to be that younger child on the way home from school today. Uh, see, I would think my life is in danger because now I think uh, you've just perpetuated violence. See, so it's at this point that I would have liked him to have taken the, the person who was doing the hitting and started with empathy. Because it's so, it would be so important for me to protect the population. The more important it is that I want somebody to be open to another possibility, the more I want to begin with a respectful understanding of what need they're meeting by doing that that they're doing. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, when I'm in her role as the teacher, uh, it's important for me to hold in my mind that this is possibly more of a learning situation for me than it is for the kid. Like, I'm really the student. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Quick, but I hand the mic back, thank you. I found the uh-huhs and uh, maybes of the boy to be amazingly eloquent. And I was struck by how much he was able to communicate through grunts and moans, <laughs> essentially. And you know me better than I thought. And I also was wondering if there was um, how Holly could have helped him become more compassionate towards himself in those moments. Because I when he was grunting and when he when he was you know, expressing himself through his own inner jackling. I liked the way she did it. It seemed to me she kept hearing his feeling and needs mm -hmm. at that moment. So it, it, the next day, she'll get more chance to do what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. She's going to get much more of this. You don't care for me. Nobody cares for me. So it's hard for you to trust this. Uh, you have some understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a rat. So you're doing some stuff that uh, not getting your needs met, you don't like doing? Everybody says it. Even my friends say that you're really a rat. Yeah. So you're kind of discouraged with yourself. There's some things you'd like to be doing differently. See, I don't hear the, I don't reinforce the self-judgment. I hear the needs behind it. Yeah, he's got a lot of that to go on. How can you possibly be hearing the message outside without internalizing it? Mm-hmm. 